another episode of Chasing Geek. Um, as always, with your co-host, me, Pint Size Ginger, and... Night of Ola here, as always. What's up, everybody? So, um, we are... You know, I think we're doing pretty good with our schedule. I'm, I'm pretty Look, happy with it. Yeah. I mean, look, yeah, the, uh, this last show this came out... This is episode five. five. This means we have now done half of what our first season was Which, that took us a year a year by the way yeah. first season was over a year was it 10 episodes it was 10 episodes 10 episodes yeah that's, i mean there were several you know we're gonna just say lost episodes yeah there were. i think there were like three three um, in the, yeah in between whether it was yeah. technical difficulties it was one that was like uh I caught the fan, like, yeah. the whole time, so, yeah. And, and there's You're also welcome. one where we ended up just playing a card game completely wrong. I mean, granted, I don't think was that, that game, um That was a random encounter, yeah. Oh, hi, cat. Yeah, that was my that cat. Was, What's uh, up, everybody? Yeah, that's my startling. cat. That's my cat, Cassie. Yeah, by the way, that game, Uh, yeah, I know we were playing it wrong, yeah. but I don't think it would have been... I don't, yeah, I agree. I still don't think it would have been that great. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, so we're just going to go ahead and kind of jump in today. So we kind of have like a few main topics, but one of our biggest ones... is tabletop. Yeah, we're going to be talking a lot about tabletop stuff today. But not just tabletop, primarily the realm of crowdfunding and Kickstarter. Kickstarters. So, um, you know, we, we met because we both worked at a distributor for board games, card games, toys, and, you know, sports stuff. And uh. <laughs> <laughs> <In> WWE. <laughs> <laughs> that was wrestling stuff. Okay, yeah, because awesome. you like that. I love um, So, anyways, um, we also kind of we got to see some of the effects of crowdfunding in a like behind the scenes type way. Yeah. With how it can affect industries. Yeah. Um, again, primarily for us, it's like board games and stuff. Yeah, because we work for a distributor, just yeah. FYI. So um, you, you're the middleman between yeah. the retailers and the companies. Yeah, so, you know, that also means we hear on a daily basis from the people that, you know, own the, you know, friendly local game stores. Mm -hmm. um, a few people, I guess I should say companies, a few companies have done Kickstarters or, you know, the such in a really good way. Uh, some have not. And they're hurting the industry a little bit. Yeah. So first, let's go ahead and talk about like how they, how the ones that aren't doing it right are hurting the industry. Uh, okay. Well, what? Okay, so one, real quick, mm -hmm. set the stage. What is your What is your personal history with Kickstarters? Have you okay. ordered some, like on your own? Have oh, you bought I some? I have. I have a Kickstarter history. Okay. I do. I do. Uh, <laughs> that, that dark, I know. Letter? I know. <laughs> I just. I thought it'd be fun. Um, no, I. I've actually done quite a few games on Kickstarter. Some of them were successful. I've actually had a few fail, and I've done video games and you know tabletop games. Now, fail as in like they weren't funded, or failed as in like they were funded and you never got them. Um, first one and a third option. Okay. They failed as in the company provided oh. all the stuff, but they ended up putting themselves in debt. Ah, gotcha. Because okay. of it. And kind of died. Yeah. 
Um, which is like, yeah, third option. They killed themselves. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Um, so we can talk about like that a little bit more, but what's your experience? Um, I've backed one and it was a friend's at the time that I Mm -hmm. knew he was putting on a comic and it was a digital, it was like a web comic, but he was also doing like a physical edition. So I backed it, um, like just the digital thing. So ours in that sense was... You know, you're getting like a PDF and it's yeah. like a really nice one and it's like a lot. It was like a big volume. So, I mean, it was, mm-hmm. and it was like delivered and like it was all, it was all gravy. Yeah. Um, that was the only one. I've come close to, to doing a couple of others. Yeah, I'm surprised you didn't do the IDW Team and T1. Yeah, I almost did. I don't know how but many times. But in a way, I think, um, from what I've seen, it was probably a good thing you didn't. Like Ghostbusters, I almost yeah. did. Uh, a lot. I, 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 we're I gonna mean, talk about cool mini. Yeah. Um, but um, I've almost fun. Like I've oh, almost there, tried okay. a couple times. I wish I like had just a penny for every time I almost like. I even like clicked the button to pledge. Yeah. I was like, no, I can't. I had to back out of one. I actually. I, did. I've had to yeah. back out of sadly a few, but um, each one I have, and I only did one because money, and you know, sometimes a month later. Things happen. Oh well, yeah, life. bills come up. Yeah. Um, hey, the car broke down. Yeah. I either can buy orcs must die, or I have to. Okay, like, especially go ahead and fix this past car. year. Well, these past three years, like my car kept breaking down yeah. like every few months. Uh, yay, new car. But anyways, um, so our friend Brian. Yep. You know he's pretty much sworn off Kickstarters. And for and for just for context, Brian owns like. So many yeah, games. like it's he and buys he does so many like games. getting you know exclusive stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know he's also not a diehard. He doesn't have to have yeah. all the exclusive. But why did he swear off? So the reason why he swore off is your option number two. Too many games didn't deliver what they said, or they didn't deliver at all, or just were like not on time. Yeah. In the remotest way. Yeah, it is throwing the dice. I mean, yeah, you don't know what you're um, gonna get. So, like, I think one reason why I haven't had that bad of an experience is I almost always do it to things that, like, I really know the creators. Yeah. Or, you know, like, it's from, you know, in a publisher or something that, like, mm-hmm. is kind of trustworthy and stuff. Um, and, yeah, the ones that have just completely failed were ones from, like, small companies. I thought yeah. I'd, like, give a try. And it's like, oh, you failed anyways. Okay. So, like, so like leading to your first point, which mm-hmm. was the, you know, why is why are these hurting the industry? That, that actually brings up a big divide. Yeah. So, you want to, wh- what the buyer wants to do, and it makes total sense, by the way. Yeah. So, like, if you go on Amazon, you're going to go with someone who is, you know, highly rated, you're going to go with someone who has a, you know, reputable seller ratings and things like that. Yeah. You may um, even see what they've backed. Yeah. With Kickstarter, because of the nature of what it is, mm-hmm. when you do that, you're actually sort of kind of... the you, the you feel like you're taking part directly in the production of the game. Yes. But if it's a rep... The, the, but the thing is, right, there's kind of a... There's a weird dichotomy there because yeah. if a reputable publisher... Is, is on a crowdfunding why platform. Why are they doing this? Why is that? That, why that shouldn't they be, not right? just fund it yes. themselves? Kickstarter is actually designed for those small people that, that cannot yeah. do it themselves. Or something that a company, that a couple designers want to do and no yeah. one will ever green light it. So they, they do that, yeah. right? Okay, so one that I've done um, kind of recently is um, 
Red Raven Games, you mm-hmm. know, they did Above and Below and stuff. Well, the Near and Far and then also um, Empire of the Void uh, 2. They're kind of a small publisher. Because mm-hmm. it was this artist in this yeah. game designed to make a company so they could make the games they yeah. like. So one of those things I was like, I totally am cool with doing that. Yeah. Um, so, and also like a lot of times you get kind of cool stuff from it that are exclusive to the Kickstarters, but that's also where you kind of can get in dangerous territory. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because, so, um, as read an article that kind of pointed out, there's been a few companies that, as like a perk for being part of the Kickstarter, they discount the games a lot. Yeah. And so that hurts the friendly local game stores. Mm-hmm. That also hurts the distributors and mm-hmm. stuff because, you know, those people are sending it out themselves to the person at home. Yeah. Which isn't a bad thing, but when the price is so drastic of, yeah. like, a difference, you don't want to go out to the store and pay $40 more for the same game. Exactly. And not have all of the perks. Yeah. And that's, and that's where, um, and uh, if you remind me of the author's name... I want to say it is Terrence. Uh, yes, Terrence Severance or yes. yeah. Uh, so Travis um, Severance, sorry. <laughs> the, Travis uh, Severance. Travis I can't Severance. read uh, my handwriting <laughs> apparently. So it's actually a really good article, and we'll and we'll link to it in the show notes yeah. because it's actually it's a it's a long one, but it's really well worth uh, your time. What he points out is, and for anyone who doesn't know how this works, is sometimes you're just not exposed to it. Yeah. Um, when a distributor comes in. Uh, or actually even without a distributor, a retailer pays a little bit. They'll pay over cost because mm-hmm. the company makes it. And so whatever they are tasked with to actually build it, yeah. they have a set cost. And then you're going to pay a little bit over that. Which makes sense. Yes. You got to, because, you the know. The company has to make money. The company has to make money. <laughs> but also you're thinking of, you know, all the, just the manpower to continue production. Yes. That's also kind of another like point as well. Not yeah. just make money, but continuing. Yeah, because they they got bills to pay. Yeah. I mean, you got to keep the lights on. You got to keep your employees. Yeah, you yeah. Gotta, you got to have a lot of overhead. Make sure the artists get paid. Yes. The designers. And get then paid. actually just make all the little pieces yeah. and all whatever. Because so, also there's people that like have to put everything you know yeah. like and get, get out the door. Yeah. So they pay a cost, and then when you bring a distributor in, the retailer will pay mm-hmm. a cost above that because the distributor has to also pay their overhead. Yeah. And so there's this chain and, of things. When and, you... like, so a lot of times things are based on percentages, mm-hmm. um, which is kind of funny. You will sometimes hear, you know, stores comp- and distributors, like, fighting over a different percentage mm-hmm. amount. Which makes a big difference yeah. when you're talking about a lot of money. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 1% is, like, I, I mean, that's someone's salary. I mean, yeah. that, that makes a huge difference, um, right? So, um, so you know, it's, it's kind of interesting. But so when Kickstarters go and offer something... At like hi cat, fifty uh, percent off MSRP. No retailer will want to carry it or will be able to carry it because no, no one want, will want to pay. You've undercut the full that. MSRP. Yeah. Yeah, you've undercut, it. especially when these games are you know like these games typically retail for eighty to a hundred dollars. Yeah. Some of the ones that we're talking about, like on Kickstarter, mm-hmm. like they're always eighty to a hundred dollars. Yeah. So then when you add another chunk, right? You're talking one hundred twenty. Mm-hmm. Sometimes 140. And like, there are a few exceptions to people who like price it low and they don't want to sell it. Like 
but by themselves. Yeah. Uh, say, uh, Mix versus Minions. Yeah. Uh, you know, the League of Legends. Mm-hmm. That's a good example of, they sell it at a pretty low price, but that they're the only seller yeah, of it, they, pretty much. Yeah. They made that game so their fans could exactly. enjoy it. And it's a great game. It, and, and I, but that's and, a very yeah. special situation. Exactly. Because, yeah, not most people Because also, that. like, one of those things, it's the intent behind it. Yes. So, uh, now, on flip side, there have been a f- few companies that have done a pretty good job. Yeah. Two that jump out are, um, Cool Mini or Not, a.k.a. Simon, a.k.a., you know, Come On. Come On, yeah. Whatever. Um, and Steamforged. Steamforged, yeah. They've both done a pretty good job at, like, balancing, um, Kickstarters and distribution. Yeah. Um, kind of like, you know, they do, like, Simon has done several Kickstarter games, but they always have quite a few distributor-only games yeah. and stuff. So, you know, that kind of, yeah. And also, so, like, example, Steamforge, um, kind of like with Guild Ball, and, you know, they've now done the Dark Souls game, which will mm-hmm. be coming out soon. Yeah, I'm excited. <sighs> it looks so cool. Um, they use the Kickstarter to k- kind of start the core set, and then they use distribution to keep, you know, the expansions coming, and because yeah. they're making games that you do want expansions because it yeah. adds different, you know, characters or units or, you know, different things to customize your play. Yeah. So, um, also, their pricing on the Kickstarters and stuff is, like, comparable. It's fair. Yeah, yeah. like, it, and also, the way, and, like, well, like you talked about, right, with mm-hmm. the intent. Intent means a lot with a, with a publisher, even the smaller ones, yeah. because it is about... If you're trying to grow a community and you're mm-hmm. trying to set yourself up for the long run, you're going to have different objectives than if you were just trying to put everything out there and make as much money as you can in the yeah. short term. Or if, yeah. Companies are different that way. Or so if like, you're, you're like ball. coming on in the middle of a franchise. Yeah. that's But like if you're, and like the article talks about, right? You're, mm-hmm. you're blending in, you're actually keeping retailers in the loop. So yeah. Um, with Guild Ball, for instance, they don't just put every single uh, uh, extra, what do they call them? What's the, um, uh, when you buy, you buy, like, you pay an extra $15 and you unlock a thing. Oh, yeah, the, like. Call stretch goals. Yeah, so, like, special stretch goals yeah. that you can add on. Yeah, so when they do those, that's fine. Mm-hmm. When they start marking down some of their older games and they throw that in as a stretch goal, that directly hurts yeah. a retailer. Because you're not just buying one game, you're buying four games. Those other yeah. three games are sitting on someone's shelf. Wanting at to be various sold. Various stores, yeah. yeah. And who's um, going to do that? Now, like, so, uh, Red Raven Games, when they did Near and Far, they had it where you could get above and below with that as well, but it was, like, at a good price. Yeah, at a price competitive. And they also had a thing where you could get the, like, previous, you know, the Kickstarter only, like, extra stories yeah. and stuff so i ended up i was like i have to have those extra stories yeah. no, <laughs> i love yeah. that game you know um so like yeah there's a lot of different ways yeah. to do it and i think it's one of those things also like kickstarter is still like relatively new in the long yeah. run it's relatively yeah. new um because i mean the place that we've worked at 
has been in business for over 20 years now. Yeah. Uh, actually, over 25 years. Um, so, you know, in Kickstarter, <laughs> I think my first Kickstarter thing that I ever did was, like, only back in maybe 2011. Yeah, it's not, it's not, it's, it's, yeah. it's, it's still, I mean, I wouldn't call it in its infancy still. No. I would say it's, you know, what, uh, teen? It's a, it's a teenager. <laughs> it's kind of like... Maybe preteen. Yeah, like it's still it's, figuring itself yeah. out. <laughs> but but there are some companies that have a grasp on it. There are yeah. also some companies that aren't. Um, a, a lot of kickstarters are like feast or famine, so they just mm-hmm. throw everything in there and they don't consider uh, the long implications of it. Yeah, because also stretch goals and unlocking stuff. So one of the kickstarter, the actually the very first one I did was a card game surprise surprise. Yeah, you um, <laughs> and. I, I got the game on time, mm-hmm. and, like, one of the stretch goals was to get, like, an extra, um, that was basically a deluxe version of it, yeah. and that arrived a little bit later, but that arrived, like, when they said it would, and then there was, like, one other stretch goal thing that they sent out, and, like, that took a little bit longer, yeah. and found out that they basically went bankrupt doing all of this because they added too much extra stuff because they also had some of the like tiers and that's another thing like different pledge goals Mm -hmm. they had somewhere you know custom art on a card that's a lot of time yeah it's a lot of time and a lot of money because you don't think about it yeah yeah. and so it's like by the time they did all of that you know it's like um and there's been a few other companies that have been basically done the same thing you know they're like oh pledge this much and you'll get Buttons yeah. and stickers and you know plushies and da 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 and suddenly all the money that was supposed to go towards what they were making yeah. is going towards all of the special stuff. Yeah. All the extras, not the game. I mean that's why some I know there was one big case. It was that uh, okay I forget the name of the of the game, but it it kind of made the rounds for a while because it actually had another publisher came in. It was like Terror of Terror on something something something. It was this sort of Monopoly-ish looking board game. Mm-hmm. And another, what ended up happening is because they went, they essentially didn't have the money yeah. to make it. And so people were really pissed, right? Well, then another company had to come in, literally m- finish the game yeah. and get it Just to, to backers. Get it out, yeah. And I'm like, you, and they made a killing on their initial. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, mean, yeah. I know what you're talking yeah. about. Yeah. On their initial thing, they made a crap load of money and you're like where did all that go and it was the same thing yeah. one they just you're over ambitious um and you know stre- yeah stretch yourself too thin you know that's why a lot of times if there's like you know digital extras yeah depending on what they're on I'm like oh that's cool or especially yeah. like making of i'm like okay that's just like gathering some of the stuff along the yeah. way you know uh but yeah i've seen too many just you know, yeah. too thin and stuff. So, yeah, not only are they hurting themselves, but, you know, everyone else involved. Like, I got to interview a couple of, of Kickstarter, pub, like, makers of mm-hmm. when they were starting out with, like, smaller games. And the, and I always used to ask them. It was like, well, when stretch goals are, like, a blessing and a curse. Because yeah. as soon as you make all this mo- extra money, you end up adding all these tiers, and that's where publishers get into trouble. And the yeah. ones that I remember that... I've looked back at, you know, you look back at the mm-hmm. products and like, oh, they're still around. Like, that yeah. that's that game is still around. It's got a community. Are the ones that did not change anything. When they made, like, 
600,000 yeah. over, they stayed the same. Like, they would do those. They would do, yeah. like, wallpapers. Uh, yeah. You know, or, here's you know, a... Or it's, like, one or two extra things, yes. not ten not extra ten. things. And not, like, oh, okay, well, you're going to get your own customized miniature. Yeah. Like, that, that stuff, you're talking well, limited as, production okay, runs. As soon as you do customize, unless the limit on it is, like, five. Yeah, that's it. And it's super expensive, yeah. you know, then... You're, I get worried because you're, you're yeah. like, and especially it's, with minis games, I yeah. mean, it's so easy for them. Oh, here's all these extra, like, I mean, uh, geez, Conan did that. Yeah. Like, every tier well, was or, a different you mini. Know, also, like, um, one that actually was very tempted, Simon one, the Rising Sun. Yeah. I've like, heard almost about that. every other one was, like, a An really awesome cool miniature, yeah. mini, and a lot of them were exclusive minis. Yeah. But it's like, that's a lot. But if it wasn't coming from a company that is. That honestly, they could publish this. They could publish themselves. it themselves. Like, do you have a problem with that? The fact that they can really publish you know, it themselves. I, I okay, I kind of do have a problem with. Like, that. I love Cool Mini. Don't, yeah. don't get me wrong, but, but I'm like seriously. Like, you look yeah. at those games, and it's like every the first three time, months. The first time I saw one of their games, and I'm like, seriously, guys, seriously, really? I mean, they just announced one. I know. Zombicide, I, I, or the third Zombicide yeah. is going. I'm like, Zombicide is a huge game i mean they yeah. could they couldn't make that themselves and it wasn't too long that they did uh one of the arcadia quest expansions oh i know and I then know. it was rising sun yeah and then it was the... and before that there was a world of smog one which yeah. i do like you know the first world of small game but yeah i know it's make the game that, that pressures me yeah just make the freaking game <laughs> but you know at least at least they're not like killing no. The retailers. But, you know, still, it's like, really, guys, you don't need to do this. And they've learned. They were one of the ones, too, that's kind of yeah. spotlighted in the article. Like, they've yeah. changed their policies, mm -hmm. you know. Um, yeah, so, I mean, it's yeah, interesting. It's, it's a, yeah. It's something also that, you know, it will be something to watch continue to develop. Yeah. But, um, so, anyways, next quick topic is... Um, going to be about something we've already mentioned before, the Love is Love anthology. Yes. Which you finally read. Yes, I did. And uh, I didn't finish it completely. I got well, I like mean, a little... I admit, I haven't read all of the stories. Yeah. There's I've a lot. Most. There's a lot in there. Also, um, emotion-filled. Good Lord, I had to take a break. I really did. Like, yeah. I actually, I had to make dinner, and I was like, okay, I kind of need a break. Yeah. Not because it was bad. It's just very, I mean, it's yeah, I mean, very... It's good. Yeah, That's good. why, because... It, yeah, it does. Um, Some amazing small story. And a lot of these stories are like one page long. Like yeah. they're just one page stories. But it, I even just from by the third of the way through, mm -hmm. there were so many uh, really different avenues that they went down. Like one uh, takes the uh, look from uh, like a, a Christian man mm -hmm. who is going through his day like, Man, you know, I it's it's one of those things that everyone deals with when just time gets away from you and mm -hmm. you think about it all day. And but it was a really cool take, uh, like it was a really cool story. Another one actually shows, uh, which is one of my favorite ones, shows uh, two kids and it's side by side, um, and the the pages split down the middle, and it shows uh, one child what he's dealing with in his house mm -hmm. and the other child what he's dealing with in his house, and they're watching the same thing. And it's and I forget what the name of it is at the end, um, but it is it's fantastic because they the the they both come to different conclusions at the end, and it just shows what you know yeah. uh, parenting 
yeah. does and what what your household is and and how you view things. Another one was the Mark Millar uh, did the uh, guns one. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was that was great. Uh, Mark Guggenheim does a Batman yeah. uh, tale that's set. But amazing basically, stuff. everyone should read this. It's fantastic. Patton Oswalt has an amazing yeah. uh, short, just short art it's, thing. It's it's yeah. really good. Well done. Um and yeah, again, you know, proceeds all go to something good. Yeah, so absolutely. Um, another cool thing. So I, if you follow me on the Twitters or the Instagrams. You may have seen me post uh, recently a picture of a cool shirt with a, like, 32-bit rainbow brain. Yes. And I like it. And underneath the brain it says neurodiversity. And so uh, this shirt is, again, a cool thing that, uh, at least through April, all the proceeds, all of it, goes to a good cause, which for this one... It is um, ASAN, the Autistic Self-Advocacy Network, um, which, you know, is you know, a thing that actually affects a lot of people. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I hear those uh, commercial stuff, whatever, on the radio. I don't agree with all of them because some of them, the way they phrase things are kind of, eh. Like autism? Yeah. The, yeah. um, like the autism speak, or... the autism speaks ones. I know there's great. I know there's one because I, I was looking at some the other day. And I can't remember just, where. Just but... the way they, um, the way they treat it. Yeah. And the way they, you know, like the mindset is a little like yeah. yeah. Um, but still, autism is a thing. Yeah. That more people do need to be educated about. Yeah. Um, Speaking of uh, one of the, uh, the Billy in Power Rangers is autistic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. How do they treat that, by the way? In there, is it like do they um, handle that well, or do they even bring I, it I up? Th- I think they handled it fairly fairly well because he's the one who brings it up. Okay. And it's a very much like, oh, this is just this, this is, is him. The thing, yeah. Um, and also you get it where because like, I I have friends that are, and my youngest brother is on the spectrum and stuff, and because. That's another thing people don't realize. Autism is actually kind of a big umbrella term. Yeah. Uh, just kind of like cancer's big umbrella yeah. term. You know. There's not there's one a, kind of yeah, cancer. Yeah. There's these things that people time. don't really understand, so they yeah. give it a word to kind of like it's. Some of them. Yeah. Yeah, it's Hispanic. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's what it is. Oh, I know. That's why Hispanic is like an umbrella word. I know. I know. I know. It is. It is. So I, I also hear about that all the time from Brian. I mean, yeah, yeah, and that's yeah. what it was made for. It's like, uh, yeah, I don't know what you are, so you're Hispanic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, so, you know, um, I it's a, it's a cool thing. Also, like, if you go to the, oh, so it's from ThinkGeek, which mm-hmm. I love ThinkGeek, and technically I work for ThinkGeek. I was going to say, yeah, Because GameStop yeah. and ThinkGeek are, you know, the one and the same now. Um, so it's like, good calls. It's a cool shirt. So, I think Geek actually does a shirt for neurodiversity every year. Oh, do they really? Yes. Oh, okay. Um, and each one's a different design. This, I think, is one of my favorite designs that they've yeah, done. Yeah, it's a cool design. Like um, but it's like, as they say on their little website thing, it's like everyone's brain is wired in a unique way. It's perfect. Love it. Yeah, it's like no matter if you're, you know, um, have bipolar, ADHD, Autism, you know, like depression stuff, you know, like yeah. 
we're all different. Yeah. All the chemicals in our brains don't work quite the same way. It's like, yeah, I suffer depression, anxiety, and ADD. Yeah. I, chemicals just literally don't work the right way in my That's brain. True. I suffer from a love of Snickers. I love, I love snacks. You love snacking? I love snacks, what can I say? Uh, so, you know, it's it's a cool thing, and it's something I think everyone can embrace. Absolutely. Love it. And we'll um, put a link to that in the yeah, show notes. Yeah, most grab definitely. Someone. Especially, you know, during... So, yeah, during April, all the proceeds go uh, to that. After April, a dollar shirt will. Oh, okay. So, nice. But, you know, it's it's not as big, but, I mean, all of it during yeah, April is. Yeah, no, that's great. So, it's kind of cool. Um, so... Our last, like, main thing, which, because I don't want to give a ton of spoilers, is my ho- my homework from last week, since you didn't do... Um, I did one of them. I you did, did one, one of them. them. You, did, you did do one of them. I still haven't watched Moana. For, for everyone who's keeping track, I, I yeah. swear it's going to be, like, December before I watch uh, You know, if I have to, like, watch come over... I want to like, see it too. It's not even like a thing, like a negative thing. Yeah, I just, it's just, I just time. Yeah, yeah I, I just, know. I have such a hard time sitting also, for a movie. There's life. Life happens. Well, there's a lot of life. And you want to play Master? I want to play I get it. I get it. Okay, but so I did my homework of reading Titans Rebirth. <laughs> Very good book. And you just um, read Flash last week. If you yeah, didn't listen to that. So, so. Um, yay, Wally. So there's more, much more Wally. Much in more this. Wally. Yes. Uh, there's also a little bit more of the Watchmen stuff in yeah. it, but. Barely. Yeah, still, still. It's like very also small. unless you're like very familiar with the books, some of the stuff you may even miss. Yeah. Because some of it they're like literally say Watchmen, and there's other things that are like, oh, look at the splatter of blood. Yeah, hmm. exactly. Yeah, they you do know, a lot um, of those. So, without trying to do too spoilery or anything, towards like I guess, I don't know, maybe like eight-tenths of the way through volume one. A thing happens. I'm like, no, you just gave me Wally back. <laughs> but, you know, like, like Wally's still here. Yeah. But I was like, no, no. Yeah, they, they kind of no, screwed with you. can't. They screwed with you for a minute. Because it's like one of those things normally be like, no, they wouldn't. Yeah. But they did. But they did, yeah, yeah. And so I'm like, you can't do that. You brought him back. You know, all of what, like four books. Four books, yeah. Um, but they didn't. But he's they back. didn't. He's, he's back. back he's still you know, so um, I enjoyed it overall. Some of the, okay, honestly, some of the art in it, little yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. There's there's a uh, you can't see this, but there's a motion that goes with that <laughs> sound effect. Which I okay, I gotta be honest. What, so what does that sound effect mean? Is that like um, that's a little not, okay? There are certain pages or like just certain like ha- faces and stuff Who that just it? don't work quite right, and it's like not all Who? the way through. Um, Who's the artist on this? Oh, Brett Booth is the artist. Well, actually, there's several artists. Yeah, there's several. In this book. So, but Brett um, Booth does, I, I can tell Brett Booth's pages are here. But um, there, there's just, there's a few things that, like, the face is a little off, the body's a little weird, um, did something funky with the shading, um, and that, like, kind of took me out a tiny bit, like, just because it was so jarring to some of the other nicer pages. Okay. Um... Yeah, it is Brett like, Booth. That's right. You know, it's not the worst thing, but um, you know, when a comic, the art and the words 
you know, are both big things. But, you know, I still enjoyed it a lot. Yeah. I love his Wally. His Wally. I think his Wally is really good. I like his Wally. Um, um, but, like, there's, I, there's also, there's, like, one page where, um, you know, I can't remember if it was Speedy or, you know, the, oh, yeah. Tiny spoiler. Some dude, which you'll find out as soon as you read it, because that's all I'm going to say is some dude, makes puppets of the old, yeah, like, Teen Titans, and they have to fight the Titans, which are adults. Yeah. Um, so I can't remember who's younger or the old, but one of the faces were like, this is a really weird face for Rory. <laughs> um, for like, who? For Rory. Oh, okay, yeah. I sorry, it's an R name. No, I, no, no. I was no. making sure. I, no, um, making sure. No, I get that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's just. Ugh. Uh, but anyways, I mean, still enjoyed it. Yeah. No, I, I feel that way about, uh, Birds of Prey, um, is a really good book. I enjoy mm-hmm. that a lot, but, uh, for, like, the first four issues, I'm like, dude, this, uh, this Batgirl face is gonna drive me up the wall. Like, yeah. this, there's so, there's something really weird about this face. Um, So, okay. um, we do have a few quick shout-outs, yeah, so, quick uh, go ahead and do yours, Matt. Uh, well, if, um, to keep it brief, if you want to read my full review, you can go to comicbook.com. And look up, a uh, review of X-Men Gold. More like, I'll put a link down below. Number one, yes. Uh, but, uh, just to keep it brief, you can read my full thoughts there, but... Uh, if you are, I know several X-Men fans, I'm a big X-Men fan yeah. myself, um, and, uh, I have been, uh, you know, um, a little trying to figure out, like, uh, I haven't loved some of the stuff over the mm-hmm. last few years, I love some of it, um, this is like a return of form, this is, Mark Guggenheim does X-Men Gold number one, Blue comes out, uh, this coming week, um, and if it's anything like Gold, it is... I, I, I won't spoil, like, what I gave it, but essentially, yeah. this is you need to read this issue. This is, like, uh, old-school X-Men, it feels... I mean, they even play baseball. They even play softball, like they, <laughs> like they did in the day. It's fantastic, like, so, his so grasp. It's, just, um, it's amazing. You should if you're it. a fan of the original, you'll probably... Even if you're, like, if you're a long-time fan and yeah. you lapsed, or if you're just looking for something to hop on, either mm-hmm. one it works. You should do cool. it. So, my quick little shout-out is uh, for Fuzzy Nation by John Scalzi. It's been out for a tiny while, but I was, uh, why I wanted to shout it out was I stayed up until, like, after 3 o'clock last night finishing this book. 3 a.m.? Yeah! Wow, jeez. Novel yeah. or comic? Um, it's a novel. Okay. So, it's by John Scalzi, which, uh, he's awesome. I went to a book signing slash reading Thing, uh, for him a couple weeks ago. Oh, nice. So I now have a few books signed by ah, him. I love that. That's awesome. Uh, it was really cool, and he's awesome, and I like his books. I've been, so, I, I once I find an, an author I like, I kind of devour their whole yeah. bibliography. Oh, yeah. Um, and so I've been kind of doing that with him, so Fuzzy Nation was next one. And so many feels. <laughs> oh, like, if, if you have read this book, there were, like, Three moments when I'm like, I teared up a little. Literally, I teared up a little. Wow. So, by the time I finished it, I had to like go because I was still my contacts and I had to like go and because take out my contacts immediately because they were clouded up from the tears in my <laughs> eyes. So, um, Fancy Nation is like, it's a more of a, it's one of his shorter 
mm-hmm. works. So you can read it, enjoy it. Um, you don't have to have read his other stuff. Oh, cool. To enjoy it. Uh, but, I mean, you should go read all yeah. of his stuff anyway. Let's start here. Why but, not start? Yeah, why not start there? Um, also, like, I, I read mine on uh, my uh, Kindle app, and it, it's pretty cheap. Yeah. But, I mean, you know. Anyways. But, um, so, as always, you can find me, Pint Size Ginger, on pretty much everything. <sighs> Why do you sound so sad about that? <laughs> it's just, Why you, used, so you used to be Night of the Wall on everything. I know, That's, it bumps me out. I mean, I know technically you kind of, sort of... I mean, it's still in my headline. Like, it's still yeah, in my tagline. Just, it's sad. It's because it's... You know, we are pint-sized ginger and I'm uh, no. but, but I am not and everything else, though. Yeah. It's just that, you know, my main thing was his Twitter. Yeah. I'm, I'm Matt Mueller CB. But uh, but it still says Night of O there, so if you yeah. see the Night of O, you know it's me. Plus, my header is awesome on Twitter, so it's just, just FYI. It's just awesome. FYI. You'll know it's me, because it's Wonder Woman and Paige all on the same header, and there's no one else <laughs> like it. Uh, so you can hit me up there, and of course, you can always find my articles on comicbook.com. Yep. So, uh, and, uh, so until next week, keep Chasing Geek. This is everyone. <sighs> have a good week. Yeah, have a great week. Great. <laughs> great. <laughs>